<laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for conversations with my cousin. And let me introduce you to your cousin, her cousin, his cousin, my cousin, all of our cousins. We have Michelle with one L, Shay Lachey. And representing the brothers coming from Honda DJ booth, we have DJ Big Rock. Now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Everybody, welcome to Conversations with My Cuz. I am Shay Lachey. And it's me, your girl Michelle with one L. And I am Brother Love DJ Big Rock. Hey, hey, girl. hey Keish. I see you in the feed already. I'm so glad you're here with us. What's going on, people? It's yeah, a good what's Sunday. Going it's a good Sunday. It's a yeah, good it Sunday. It's a football Sunday. So so much of a football Sunday that we lost one of our teams today <laughs> because that brother decided that football was more important than this. Us. Okay. Can I use a sick the day? The 49ers fan and he used <laughs> sick day and then posted pictures of him and his wife in their 49ers gear and all kind of foolishness. So I want to shout out the 49ers who took one of my team members, okay. He's fired after today. He's fired. My job. He lost his job. <laughs> we ain't toasted to that. I got the toast. Oh, because you know, I'll be trolling. I'll be trolling. Well, Listen, we, not, we we toasted, not trolling. I know I got the toast. We toasting <laughs> dipset. We are toasting dipset. Listen, shout out to Cameron. You have to go check the Funk Flex freestyle. Woo, woo. Cameron means business. Shout out to Dipset. The boy oh, got a friend. I guess we shout Dipset out. Oh, shout out to the good people. Oh, that's a firewater. Oh, yeah. Talking about rocks, and you've been trolling. Well, you know what's this? Speaking of you trolling, go ahead. What right. you been trolling on this week? Listen, uh, we've been trolling. You know, I be trolling. You be trolling. My boy, my boy, AB. My boy, uh, AB. And for those who don't know out there in the world, that's Antonio Brown. So, um, my boy, AB. He says a couple things this week. He says that the team told him before he got into all of this that he they wanted to send him for a mental evaluation. Mm -hmm. And he felt that he didn't have a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. So we had a conversation about this when I was trolling. And conversations with my cousin. And, 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 and I was discussing with the cousins a couple things. Mm -hmm. And a picture came up that he posted and I put it on the Facebook page when we had a discussion <laughs> and the yes. man did, shout out to AB loving the death one of the greatest wide receivers we ever seen in the game he turns around and took a meme of his own self 
and said it had a message out to the Buccaneers because they didn't win in the playoffs. Now, who takes a mean of themselves? What I would do that. Well, I gotta say. I would do that. In his mind, that solidifies his position. Exactly. Right? Because you do something. And, and to right. him, that's it. Don't it out. y'all. You know, y'all want to treat me like I'm disposable. I'm out of here. Yep. That's are you serious? Yes. Are y'all serious right now? But but here's you know, you before you tell your story, we need to <laughs> first let all of our audience know what's happening. So, right. Already prepared for this fight. You don't even know. You you tag everybody. Okay, I'm ready. So, so, so <laughs> you about to go, you about to, go to the video tape. You about to go to the video tape. Let's go to the video tape. Then you take it, your jersey off. You unstrap your pads because you got boom boom right. Or yeah, you yeah. Like, yeah. Bam, bam. It's different. Nah, so sure. You don't know about this. I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay, then you take your shoulder pad off. I don't know if you had, do you, do you, did you wear undershirt underneath the, you wear under? I ain't, yeah. I used to wear undershirts. Are you a free baller? Yeah, a free baller. <laughs> I felt sexy. <laughs> yeah. And so you do that, bro. You run out, you throw the peace sign. And so everybody watching, the world watching. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the conversation, AB's mental health. Yeah. CTE, that conversation. That's everybody, that's, that's what's, what's going on. So like, I, I like really go deep and, and go, give me your perspective around that conversation. Well, anytime a black man, African-American male, um, become a target or become a forefront or a face of anything, you know, it's just unfortunate, you know? Imagine yourself putting yourself in my shoes as a football player. You just won a Super Bowl with a team. You won the team, you give them your all. You know, I was out since, what, week six with a torn deltoid ligament. And imagine the coach tell you, like, get the f out of here. You done. Like, you hurt. They know you're hurt. They know what it is. You did that on the Full Sim podcast, because that's important. Yeah, like, that? yeah, you done. So I'm trying to, in that moment, I'm already mad, you know, because I can't really, you know how you feel when you hurt? You're already a little frustrated. So I'm trying to fathom, like, he just said, get the f out of here, and you done. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So like, yo, I came with this team, man. I'm with you guys. Like, I'm wearing your guys' uniform, man. I'm representing you guys right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sacrificing my health to be out here with you. I just got a text from you prior to the game. You said, hey, man, just come with us. If you could go, just give us what you got. So I already had an understanding with the coach. You know what I mean? And then to come to the game and then I give him what I got and tell him, yo, I can't go no more. For him to come and be like, yo, get the f out of here. You done. Was that mid-game? Yeah, during yeah. the game. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, he lives on the farm, so he don't know all of this. Oh yeah. 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 So no, because no, I mean, because the thing is, I get flashbacks to my crazy. anger, right? Sometimes it was justified, and sometimes it wasn't. Yeah. There was times I was yelling at coaches, and sometimes coaches yelling at me. So that was the thing. It was like, you know, obviously when you get bombarded with a bunch of messages about somebody else being in a similar position that you've been. You know, there's a lot of things that people don't know, but at the same time, I sat there and I reviewed the tape. Was there anything I could have done differently? Uh, mm. Mm. You know what? I should have been a lawyer. You should have been a lawyer, Michelle. You, you got a great <laughs> interview. You didn't show the rest of that interview. You no, got a great, great, too much. great. Well, here's the thing that <laughs> I noticed the last thing that's, that they said in that clip was that he was saying that he reviews the tape 
and says to himself, is there something that I could have done differently? And I think that's the difference and where Ra has a problem with him is that AB is just doubling down on his position and he won't reflect on whether or not he could have handled the situation differently. Agreed. He's just like, I just did what I did. Oh, well. Right. And here's his response to that. So we got one more clip to that. One more clip. Okay. One more. One more. Yeah, okay, Miss Cochran. <laughs> we got one more clip. One more, one more. I was just a 3-4 defensive end, you know, taking double. Yeah, but then, listen, listen we are from different places, bro. Like, the way you f*** off, it may not be the way we'll do it. You know, we all got different looks on life, on how we react. You know, if a guy push you in school, I don't know what you might have did. If a guy push me in school, I know what law I live on, what we would have did. So... When I know a coach and the, and the team ain't got my back and the situation where I'm hurt and you telling me to get the f out of there, ain't no more professional. Ain't no more professional, but I don't want to wear your sh I'm getting the f out of before here. Before all of that, were, did you have a good relationship with him? Nah, man, these, nah. I've been working with these guys under the restrictions, though. They, they never wanted AB. Tom wanted AB. This is the tough position I'm in, because I'm with you. Why you ain't go to ESPN? Why, why you ain't talk to ESPN? Uh, listen, so I'm, or, listen. Or, or, or like a I'm not running no campaigns for no know, people to be sorry for I'm, me. No, no, I'm asking you a question. Uh, they got a job to do, right? Me. And this is the tough, tough spot. Okay. So, but if anybody wants to catch the whole interview, that's that's from a podcast called I Am Athlete. You can go check that out on YouTube. So we only great. got a little part of it, you know. So it's a cool, it's a really good um podcast. It's a great but, podcast. Really yeah. Great podcast. The point that we're trying to make here is that is it mental illness? Or is it just his reactions to how to situations? And we've had a difference of opinion about that as well. We on the top. And he's on the bottom. <laughs> okay, here's the situation. Again, when crazy, no, crazy don't know they crazy. That's the problem. He's not taking accountability for taking his clothes off in the middle of a football field running in the freezing cold across a football game because he's angry. I would have respected it more if he would have just took walked into the locker room because he got upset. But the actions that he took was totally unprofessional. Okay. And he's not okay. he's not taking responsibility. The bad part of it, he's not taking responsibility okay. of the whole situation. And that's really the, the point. Like, I agree. You know, I agree. So he's had a temper That's crazy. Shout out to the crazy. I recall... You stripping down to in to your drawers. Hey, baby, your, and I admit it, but I, 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 we don't call you crazy. I, uh, shit, I was riding. I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and you were having a moment. Okay, no, here's the difference between the moment. The moment was, I told you, Michelle said, you ain't going to take your goddamn clothes off. Yes, I'm going to take my goddamn clothes off and everybody <laughs> get their video camera. That's what 50 feels like, baby. Shout out being 50. Take your clothes off and lay your life. Take it off. Lay your life. We yeah, live in, baby. But back to but, the question. But back wait, to the issue. Wait till I get to Cabo and I put these, these goddamn Speedos on. Ooh, wait Lord. to that. But he said, you heard what his response was. His response was, you might react to a situation differently than how I would react to the situation. He basically said he feels that his actions were justified. Because he's from the hood. Because he's he from the hood. Differently. Yeah, but that again, yeah, we all from the hood. You from the hood, right? I'm from the hood, right? Yeah, okay. So I'm much. pretty sure you. I, I'm pretty sure you ain't going to strip down to your boobies because no, you I got to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. He handled. Uh, right. He handled himself the way others may not. 
But doesn't it's, mean it's but doesn't mean it's mental illness. Doesn't mean he's crazy. It, impulsivity when you do when you do things on impulse and you can't control yourself, you need to go sit down and talk to someone. But I don't think he was and he was uncontrolled. He's done it throughout his whole career. I think it was anger. I, I think, think it was. I don't. I don't. I think that he could have controlled. Right, but he didn't care. Okay, let's. Okay, let's even say if it was anger management, right? So, who do you go see for anger management issues? You could. They have anger management classes. Okay, 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 okay. Who who do you go see? What class you go to? Who is running that program? Who is running that classroom? I, I who do you go sit down and talk to when you have anger management? You're not going to get me I, caught up in the trick bag. A third. What's the trick? It's no. facts is facts. One and one I equals two. I answered. What, who do you, who you go see for anger management? A therapist. Correct. Okay, right. So when somebody goes see a therapist, you, you're getting therapy. Am I correct? Don't be okay. lying up. Okay, so when you when you have when you have therapy, you are addressing an issue. Am I correct? Okay. okay. So when you go to physical therapy, get to your point. You're going you're going to seek professional help. That okay. means that you're okay. dealing with some kind of mental issue that you're dealing with. That's all I said. I didn't say he had to check yourself in. I just said that a little self-control. For a grown man to be taking his clothes off in the middle of a football field. That's really it. I want to get naked. I want to get naked right I'm now. Gonna, I'm gonna I want to show I want to get naked right now because brother love is hot. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I took my clothes off right now, y'all going to tell me I'm crazy. More than likely. You want to me do it right now? No, no. We're good. Because we know that you would. So that's the whole thing. We already yeah. got to look forward to your Speedos and Cabo. And Cabo. And, you know, know. nothing else. That's, so, that's you know, and, and again, you, you feel that he needs therapy. Right. He, I'm just saying address the not. issue. Right. Yeah. But that's the problem. Because crazy he don't know. he has an issue. He doesn't think he has an issue that needs but addressing. Clearly, right. But clearly everybody else does. Everybody so else. Everybody, we don't. We don't. Okay. Okay. So again, you just said anger management, Shay. Now, are you going back? Said, to what he said, you said she thinks that he has he anger, address anger, anger management issues. Right? What I said is that I think he has anger management issues. That doesn't necessarily mean that he needs to sit on the couch and talk it through. Right. Don't come okay. to him. Oh, uh, okay. Uh huh. I understand. I don't want to smoke because I got anger management. <laughs> I got anger management. You don't want to smoke for me. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Listen, but you know, I think we, I, I people, people struggle with all different kind of things. You know, uh -huh. I, I know people that struggle with anger issues, and and sometimes I feel like they could probably benefit for some therapy. I think therapy <laughs> is helpful. Therapy, you know, can really help you through things. But I also feel like. Um, he was unprofessional. Yes, I will he say that. He put his job in the grandest possible way that he, he could. And they're going to give them right. the double fingers, whatever. Y'all want to talk to me crazy? I'm going to show you crazy. You don't know crazy till I pop off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. All right. Uh, well, I got <laughs> All right. <laughs>
So we've established established with this whole Antonio Brown thing is that he was unprofessional and is not taking accountability to some people's standards. Correct. And one more thing I want to say, because I was trolling after the discussion that we had, he put up a post that somewhat he put up a post on um, with a Baltimore Ravens jersey on. And guess what? A lot of the football players commented. Teammates, not they management. Don't work with him no more. They, I, I probably want to because what I'm bottom line is I would never talk down a black man. I hope this man really, really go get some help and identify because he's one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game of football. Yes, yeah, so, so I that, hope that, that I agree. and, and I understand. Agree. I, I really, really do. I'm in his corner. I hope he does well. Shout out to my man A B. All right, I agree. Well, guys. Guess what time it is? It's that time. It's time for Let Me Ask My Cuz. Let me ask my cuz. Yeah. Hey, it's the remake. Michelle Big Rock. Shayla J. Oh, he ain't going nowhere. Brother Love. Oh, oh can't stop. Won't stop. Hey. Hey. Did you just say we ain't going nowhere? I know I've got a really, really interesting question, and it's very funny. Well, it's not a funny question. It's very interesting to me that the questions that came in this week were from men addressing yes. issues with women. So I'm going to tell you the first question that, that a, a, a man, a brother called in, one of our... um listeners or watchers, you know, he asked, why don't women require marriage over motherhood? Yeah, I should have did that. I want to issue a public apology. You was right. I want to issue a public apology. I didn't have the time to call you back. Brother Love is wrong. Brother Love is wrong. But when you're 99% accurate, I guess I could take that one on my own. But I knew Damn when you didn't perfect. call me back. <laughs> I knew when you didn't call me back, I was right. <laughs> why don't women require marriage over motherhood? I'm, I'm gonna let y'all talk first. No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to this because I got something to say. Okay, so I'm gonna say why women don't require marriage over motherhood. Um a, a lot of times like, I, well, I'm gonna go from you know, our generation when we were younger, we kind of saw that like our parents were together and when some was married and married right and then they had the children so we come from that era a lot of that happens with the single parenting thing the kids are now growing up a single household it's not a requirement because it's not something that they even they even see mm-hmm. i've heard women i've heard a woman tell her daughter you don't have to be in love with a man to have his baby Oh, I guess that is technically true, but that doesn't mean that's the way you should do it. But when I heard that, I was like, what are we teaching our young girls now? Yeah. That it's okay to just be a baby mother. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... As long as you can put them on child support. (laughs) How about that? So, and, and I really think it's a lot to do with upbringing, too. Yeah. I really do. Well, I don't know, because my... 
it's not my turn to answer. I'm gonna let Ron go. I'll be last. Well, first of all, shout out to the men that be calling in because that that call came to me. You know what I'm saying? Because they say, "Yo, Rod, listen, I really need to know what's going." They never had no questions about what's going so on. What's the point? Let's get to the point. I, I just wanted to get there with it. Shout out to the brothers that be listening. All right, the thing I got is, and and when I got this call, you know, in a jokingly way, it, it really, it really, it really hit me. It really hit me. Because, you know, Y'all are gonna have to explain that. Y'all are gonna have to explain that. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain that. But when I got the call, it, it really hit me personally because I just got off the phone with my daughter, maybe about I want to say three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she had an argument with you know her son's father or whatever the case may have been, this, that, and other. And the comment she made to me was, Well, I don't act like other baby mothers. Mm. You understand what okay. I'm saying? And I turned and I turned around. I said, What? And she said, Yeah, daddy, I don't act like other baby mothers. I, you know, I'm not a baby mother. Like I said, hold on. First of all, you are a woman. Mm-hmm. That's first. You are a woman that had a child. And I think a lot of the times is is when, the, when it's a broken home and the man is not in the home. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whatever goes on in the home, he's not really there mm-hmm. to actually address his daughter with these issues. That's what she sees. You know what I'm saying? So I had a little guilt going on with it and I had to really sit down and try to redirect her. And then I said to myself, maybe I should have tried this, had this conversation with her before she had a child that maybe she wouldn't have right. to have a child. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? But yeah. it is. It's it's a thing that is it's a generational thing. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and the same thing is mothers and fathers both like to, even with her, a lot of the stuff that's going on with her I'm trying to keep them together as a family unit because what you're going through now is is going to be worse if you start over and try to continue to do it again. Try to stay in as as a family unit. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's what we see, and it's going to continually to get passed down. You know, no matter how much we try it, we just have to try to keep the home together. Agreed. Okay. Well, I, for me, I think that um, women don't require marriage over motherhood because we don't value the sexual relationship first. Like you're mm-hmm. capable of having sex with a man that you don't even potentially see as a husband. And if you're having that kind of sex, then there's a possibility that you could have a baby. So the marriage doesn't have the quality, right? It's not a requirement because there's no value in it. Like what does right. it mean to you that you can't get yourself? So there's a little bit of that independent woman thing. And there's a little bit of what difference does it make if I marry him, if he's going to you know, bring money home, if he's going to pay the bills, he's going to pay them whether or not we're married. So right. where's the benefit? And I think that's where they lose themselves in the, in the um, idea that there's no value yeah. in marrying yeah. someone. And then you can get out real quick too if y'all just go together. You yeah, know? because that was another thing that I heard. I had a conversation about this topic today. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, and she mentioned uh-huh. she has a young, you know, person in her life, and she mentioned to them, you know, something about marriage. And her the response was, "That's so permanent, but having a baby is not." Right. So exactly what how they think of marriage and how they see marriage. 
is 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 you know it's it's affecting why they don't choose marriage over motherhood but for them having a baby is like okay i got this baby so i'm gonna keep the man too so he ain't gonna go nowhere if i have his baby right and everybody around you has babies with no husband so you know why are you gonna do something so archaic as to you know do something extremely permanent yeah, and, and to, she doesn't even realize that babies are more permanent than a marriage. Right. Yeah. That man could go. With the, ba- the baby's not going anywhere. Right. Agreed. Yeah, and then that's the thing is, like, she told me, I guess they must have had an argument. So she says, oh, um, I'm going to need to turn around because, uh, you know, I might have to move on or whatever the case may have been, daddy. And, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about you might have to move on and, and your, your, your baby's not a year old yet. You know, so you're right. The, this, the younger generation is just totally, is totally different. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And, you know, they, they understand the concept of having children, but I don't think they understand the concept of having a family. Right. That's you understand it right what I'm saying? Right. But here's the other thing that you you made a comment earlier, and I just wanted to address this about keeping a family unit together. It is more important to me that it is a healthy situation than it is that you are together. Because for me, healthy in my household was my kid's father and I not being together anymore. Mm. And and co-parents and being able to raise our children, living under the same roof and raising our children together, we were not healthy and it was really a toxic environment for right. all of us. So, okay. Yeah. So, so the the question is, okay, so, and, and this is where, you know, as we can look back, like, so the things are, you know, it's like, okay, like, so we're, we're 50, right? So let we go back into our thirties or into our twenties, what we really considered not healthy. You understand what I'm saying? Could that have been something maybe we could have worked out or with the mind frame that we have now, or maybe we should look into certain other things, alternatives, because that's what I try to do with my daughter, because I do realize sometimes we move on or whatever the case may be. But sometimes I could look back and know that it, it'll get better as time goes by. I probably there, yeah. this idea that I always say, could I have done something more to hold it together? Yeah. But I also was one of those people that did not value marriage at the time. Okay. I just wanted, right. You know, I needed my bills paid. I needed my kids to have a roof over their head. I needed them to come home every day. And marriage wasn't on the top of my list. I was really looking for, you know, the healthiness of some things and blah, blah, blah. So um, maybe I could have. I just didn't, you know. So there's, right. there's a tinge of regret about that because it could have been a different family dynamic for my children. Yeah. But I think that right. overall we, you know, came came through it well. The kids did, my my kids' father did, I did, you know. So no regret. Right, no, no, no. Right. Not I don't want to get off the subject, but I'm just saying like I'm I'm just saying the things that I tell my my daughter now being that she does have a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. it's not bad is usually think usually you know, kind of, if you think about it, it's really not. And it could be the, the smallest thing that could possibly be worked out. You're right. Agreed. 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 That, yeah, you, that's all yeah. about dialogue. And God knows <laughs> don't know how and to conversation and communication. Conversation. Yeah. Exactly. And conversations and, you know, sometimes people don't know how to do that. But we got one more question before we um, 
wrap up our Let Me Ask My Cuz segment. Yeah, because I got something to say. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, so this next question, we're going to have to, you know, kind of rush through this one a little bit. Why do women provoke men to anger? Mm. Why do women provoke men to anger? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to let you answer that because I want to know too. Control. <laughs> control. It's all about control. Right, because we don't have the physical ability to punch you in your first and not have any repercussions, so we got to <laughs> take you down mentally. <laughs> right, because what we really want to do is punch you, but yes. if you punch us back, then that's the problem. And that's that's unhealthy relationship stuff. Believe me, I'm, yes. I'm going to go there first, but it is really about trying to have some control over the situation and the man to get the situation the way you want it, right? And some women think that if the man loses his temper, it shows some type of affection or care. Yes. And so if you're too cool and you don't you know, get angry yes. to do certain things, you're gonna keep trying, which brings me back to one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite movies, JD's Revenge. Get <laughs> <laughs> ready to go there. Get ready to go there. They want you to show them where the lines are. Until <laughs> you do. <laughs> because you know what? A woman that provokes a man to anger, you have to think about where her mindset is. Because she that's not a healthy mindset. That's a toxic individual. Absolutely. Absolutely. Toxic all so. the way. So because a, a, a woman that's is healthy and thinks healthy, she's not going to provoke a man to do something to her. Right. Getting up in your face, calling you all types of names and, you know, these kind of things. Because if now he slaps her, then it's either I'm going to get you locked up or he you love uh, he loves me. Right. One uh -huh. of the two. Now he really showing his love. He's showing his love. Yeah. Or they or they're trying to get you to a point where they might be, be trying to get you, get you back for something that you might have done because you know some women will provoke you and then once you knock her, her ass out, excuse me, um then she want to call the police to send you to jail. Yep. <laughs> but meanwhile she antagonizing. I'm not I don't I'm not condoning any kind of domestic violence or anything because it's never okay to hit a woman. But yes, period. We can you know, I have been that woman in my day where I will, uh, I, I've been that. You, popped, been off. you popped off? You popped off, you know, throwing stuff. You you raggedy so-and-so-ing, throwing things. You know, I never <laughs> got, you know, my wig twisted back or nothing like that, thankfully. Thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> but it was, if it happened, I would say that I deserved it in that moment. Because you don't put your hands on a man. You don't put your hands on anybody, especially a man that has more power than you, that has the capability of laying you out. Control yourself. It's, it's such a sad situation when you think about having that as a dynamic in your life, right? Because it kind of takes a man's power away. Yes. Because even when he wants to create a scenario where you can have a conversation, if this is the person that you're dealing with, then how do you control how do you fix that narrative right. Right? you got to leave your household or you got to yes. put an absolute stop to it but it's all about mentally to me that's mental abuse it is it is abuse it is, it abuse. is. It is. So you have to walk away from those type of situations because when it gets to that point 
it's beyond toxic. It is toxic. It's time for you guys to go this other way. Y'all got to stop because this is too much. Y'all need to get I, around each other. I ain't gonna put my business out there. Me and yeah. Michelle, yeah. that conversation we had earlier, boy. <laughs> Why are you still in the car three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I'm not, gonna, I'm not. I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer because this was a woman's question. But shout out. No, uh, key. The question is why? Why do? Why do women you know. men to anger? It could be anger, hate, or whatever. No, or it's, no but, but real talk. Let me ask y'all a question too. So is that why pimps are pimps and they move so smooth because they never lose it? Hey, cool out, baby. We Ain't nothing going on. I'm just saying, is, is that is that's why the pimps are smooth? Pimps are abusive. They Superfly was not abusive. He was. That's the situation <laughs> well, I think you walk away from. Yeah, what we'll have it? I said those are situations you just walk away from. If yes, all like men have to, men have to recognize that it that it's not just physical abuse, which is usually the highlight. There's mental abuse as well, and that is the situation that you must walk away from. Exactly. No, you, right. you, 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 no, you're absolutely right. I just had a conversation with a young lady, and we was talking about energy, the energy that your mate might put off on you, and mm -hmm. and those are all the signs that that straight up and down. If I feel a bad vibe on energy, now nah, we uh, this, I'm going to delete my number out of your phone because you right. you just give me bad energy. So yeah, you're right. You from that negative energy, you have. I to. don't want nobody's musty ass energy. Get it away from me. Oh, <laughs> oh I I'm need energy. Hold up. Yeah, oh yeah, it's some <laughs> stank energy. It's some, stank, it's some stank energy out here. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, definitely. I love that. But we do have a show for you guys today. We have a guest coming on our show. Um, I've known this person since childhood, right? Yes. Um, we went to elementary, I think, at least elementary. And um, she shared with us a wonderful story of at least the end of the story is a wonderful story. Um, the beginning is a little bit different. So um, I want to be able to let her tell her story when she comes on. Uh, yeah, so Tracy Oakman. Hey. Is she there? Um, yes. Hi. Hey, How are you? How are you? I was so amazed how long happy we've known Sunday. Yeah, happy Sunday to you and welcome to Conversations with my cousin. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And like Shay said, we've known each other Thank since you. we were little children. <laughs> little we're children. Yeah, little, little kindergarten, right? Yes. Little, little, little children. Kindergarten. So, so it's definitely years, because then that's a big number, right? Everybody <laughs> you know all of that, right? Yeah, because yeah, so, I'm still 35, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I was um, really, really um, yeah. moved when we had our conversation and you shared that even in those younger years when we were together, that you were going through a lot of things in your personal life that um, I would have never even guessed was happening with you. So um, that was really um, a, an interesting conversation. So just sharing that. Yeah. 
So Tracy, yeah, um, it was. It was. I want to. Um... Go ahead. Uh oh, she's freezing. I think she might little. be having a little bit of technical you difficulty. Guys are frozen. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. We can see you. We can still see you and hear you. So I don't know if you can hear us. I think it's delayed. You guys are freezing up. We can hear you though. Let okay. me see if we can get it together. <laughs> I don't think she can she hear us? I don't think she can hear us. You guys are frozen. You, I can hear you, but you're frozen. Do you yeah, want to just continue talking? You. Yeah. So hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Wait a minute, Tracy. So as long as you can hear us, you just yeah, keep on. I'm not understanding anything. You guys are oh, that's too bad. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, the audio is um, breaking up as well. Well, um, I'm going to keep talking. Like you said, I am Tracy Oakman. And I want to say um, I give honor to God first and foremost for just life. I mean, I really do love him. And I thank you, ladies, for allowing me to grace your presence with your stage. I'm so happy to be on your platform right now to tell my story. And I do appreciate you that day. I don't even know why I even decided to talk to you, um, Lachey. Yeah. That was just so divine to me because I just felt compelled to open up to you. And thank you for listening with compassion. I mean, I was able to be transparent and tell my truth. And um, yeah, growing up, I put on a big facade. I looked happy on the outside, but, you know, I was going through on the inside with, you know, child um, abuse pretty much by a family member. And, you know, it's hard to talk about, but it's something that, you know, I need to get off my chest so I can be free. This is going to free me. And it, with me being free, that's going to help me free a lot of other women and, and young children, young girls, especially on my passion. So, yeah, I was going through it. And, you know, I just, you know, it just, it consumes you. And, even growing up as an adult and having my kids, it just puts so much stress and strain on you because you just think like something is going to happen to your child. So you just operate in that fear instead of just being free, raising your kids and stuff. You know, the trauma, the triggers are always there. You know, you don't trust people and stuff. But with all of that being said, you know, I'm just grateful right now that I am in the space where I'm healing. You know what I'm saying? I went through a hard time, bad relationships, you know, just dealt with a, a narcissist. And hmm. he ate me alive because he saw my weakness. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So, you know, I mean, I don't I don't give him any credit, you know, because all he did was make me amazing. The amazing woman that I am now. And he made me so powerful. So. Right now, I'm in the position where I'm helping little girls, and um, the name of my organization is Princess Empowerment, and we meet every Saturday. And the way the program started was um, the school that I work at, I'm a teacher, um, I had the opportunity to be the summer camp um, direct, not direct, the summer camp um, coordinator. And I would go to the different classes, and I saw how catty the girls were with each other. 
you know, just the way they treated each other. And they just didn't seem like they were, you know, in touch and in love with themselves as they should be. So I was given the opportunity to just have meetings with the girls every day. And through my healing process, what, and I give, um, I give a salute to Queen Akua. I hope you're listening, Queen. Because even though I grew up in church and I had all the scriptures, I knew all the scriptures. I would say them when I was going through it. You know, my mom, um, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. You know, just kept me in church. So I had those scriptures in my heart. And I, I knew I knew that I was going to be okay. But, you know, once you hit rock bottom, you just, you know, I'm going to be truthful. It, you don't. It don't, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, God, you know, none of that really feels real because it didn't feel like I was there. But I thank God that I met that sister. I'm getting choked up. I'm not going to cry. Um, I met this sister. Okay, We're going to all be on here bawling in a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I met this sister, um, Queen Akua, Columbia, South Carolina. And, um, you know, she, she saw my, she saw my pain just by looking at me and we connected. So I knew it was divine. And um, she does sister circles and I would go and, you know, and they did the meditation and affirmations. And, you know, it was just a, a group of women that loved each other and we can open up to each other and tell our truths and strengthen each other and build each other up. So at the school, when I saw what was happening with the little girls, you know, I asked the director, is it okay if I take these girls and once a week? And and that's what I did. I, I mimicked the same thing she did with me because it was healing me. And I did the same thing with them. And now we have princess empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I meet with them um, every Saturday. Well, four Saturdays out, um, two Saturdays out the mom. And um, we sit down and we talk and we do our affirmations. We do meditation. Um, we have mindfulness stones. We do, I'm excuse me, I'm getting stuck. We talk about mindful eating, you know, with Did mindful eating. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's mindful eating? Okay. So with mindful eating. I think she said mindfulness. Well, yes, yeah, mindfulness, but it, it goes within my, into mindful eating. Oh, mindful eating. She did say yeah, that. Mindful eating. Mindful eating is when you, every bite you take. You know, you, I teach them to close their eyes. And even if you don't close your eyes, but when you're chewing your food, chew it up good and think about where it came from. You know, a banana comes from the banana tree. Think about how it got off the tree. You know, and after each thought, they say gratitude, gratitude. The more gratitude you have, the more happier you'll be. Okay. And that's just the bottom line. So that's why I make sure they have that instilled in them. And we also say gratitude is our attitude. You know, and okay. I the, love best, too. the best part of the um, meeting for me, the workshop for me is when we do our, what's called the ILAC. Um, salute to Tyra McFadden. Um, the ILAC is they take a paper plate, they color it at the beginning of the workshop, they make it nice and pretty, they hook it up. And then towards the end of our meeting, when we're sitting down meeting, um, we take our ILACs and we tear it. You know, and we talk about what stressed us, what, why did we tear it? You know, um, my friends were talking about me, we tear it. Um, a little boy pushed me, we tear it. And then we go around 
and we have a tape. We have tape and we talk about ways we can put this ILAC back together. So we problem solve. And once they have it back together again, we'll hold it up and we'll talk about how, yeah, this is torn, it was tattered, but we put it back together, okay. you know, and it still has value, you know, and that's helping. Okay. It helps me a lot. Everything that helped me out. So, um, how old are these I also let ladies? There are four. I, I started doing um, four year olds to third grade, but it ended up, I ended up with two little three year olds, and they are amazing. They, oh my God, they blow my mind. Um, and 12 year olds. The 12 year olds serve as helpers, big sisters. So, and I have 17 girls enrolled so far. And we also go out into the communities. We do community service. I teach them to give back. We've gone to the Ronald McDonald House. Um, this weekend, we're going to do a Black History Festival outside. So they do a lot of interesting stuff. And I have people come in and do special things with them. Yesterday, I had a gentleman come in and do um, art with them. They made cartoon strips. So it was really amazing. They enjoyed it. And that's pretty much it. And we end our circle, our workshop with our affirmation. I'll say it's affirmation time. And they all have their special mirrors. And they um, they hold their mirror up. You know, and I teach them that you can't just say it. You have to say it from your mind and your heart. You know, okay. some of them will try to hold their head down or say it low. No, say it with your chest. You got to <laughs> mean it because what you speak, I think this is awesome. that is what it is. Bottom line. How so my littlest princess yesterday. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask can you, you about. Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. How do the parents. I'm down south. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> the parents of the young ladies that you are, um, that you have in your um, princess empowerment classes, what are they saying about how that's the children are behaving now that they've had a chance to be in these classes with you? Um, I get a lot of um, feedback from the parents, positive feedback. They're all happy with the program. They'll tell me um, things like um, what we was just talking about, the mindful eating, how, you know, they notice their child sitting down and eating dinner and, you know, chewing their food and actually thinking about where the food came from, you know, mm -hmm. gratitude. And that, that makes me feel good. One of my students was doing it at school. And her teacher actually saw her and asked her, where did you get that from, you know? So she said she tried to, she tries to do it with her friends, but sometimes they don't want to listen. I said, you keep on doing it. They're going to watch you and they're going to finally, right. you know, see what it is. So I'm, I'm super duper proud. And I also had a parent tell me that they were in the, I'm big on healthy eating. All of our snacks are healthy foods. Um, I promote healthy, healthy, healthy. So um, one of the parents actually told me that they were food shopping and the sugary snacks that she typically gets. No, Miss Oakman said we got to get fruit. So I was like, yay. I was like, that's, that's amazing. So it's just stuff like that that makes me happy. That makes that's me happy to know that, that they're not that actually just sitting there, you know, but they're actually taking, you know, out in the communities, home to their moms. I mean, we can learn from our kids as well. Yes, absolutely. I think that what you you're doing, say, say, princess <laughs> I think that what yeah, you're yeah. doing with these young girls is amazing because you know I always say that you know 
I wish that we had something like that when we were growing up. Um, I think it could have avoided a lot of problems because, you know, little girls can be, like you said, at caddy and we grow up that way and then we turn into a bunch of caddy adults. So um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but it's right. Yeah, but, yeah and but women empower at such a very young age, I think that's really empowering these young ladies to be able to have some control over how they choose to show up in the world and what people are capable of right. giving to their, to their soul, right? When you have that knowledge already that that thing coming at you is wrong, then it doesn't impact you as strongly, right? And then you have tools to handle it even when it comes your way at right. a very young age. So you're going to be raising some super women. That's what right. I think. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. You know, and that also ties up into one of the questions that we had about yes. why the woman choose um, motherhood over marriage. Yeah, those are the she could definitely um, empower and with the with, you know with the new generation coming up. But I'm glad that we did do this show because I'm gonna really put my phone up. I just got a text that somebody's watching the show. They need her information for mindfulness for children, for kids, parents, and school districts in New York. It's a young lady. That just reached out to me. Um, shout out to one of one of the producers, Phil, who helps us out here. He's in he's into the program and he just helped, he just hit me up just now. He said he's very interested. And they run a program called Mindfulness for Kids, Parents, and School Districts. I guess it must be in Nassau County in New York City. So they, we will get your information so we Definitely. can really, really yeah, we're going to also give the information out to those who are watching us now. So, right. um, you know, I just, I have one quick question I want to ask Thank Tracy. You. What, at what point in your life did you say, this is what I want to do with these little girls? Like, what, what was the turning point for you? Oh, man, the turning point for me was when I started to heal. I, when I started to actually heal, you know, when I started to practice self-love, when I could look in the mirror at myself and honestly say, I am strong, I am beautiful. That's when I knew that, you know, I can do this and it needs to be done. I've always, my passion and my purpose has always been children. I've always loved children, but this is a whole different level what I'm doing, yeah. you know, as opposed to being a classroom teacher. This is a whole different thing, so yeah. Tracy, right, let me, so, sorry, go ahead, Big Rod. You had a question? Yeah, so with, with the healing process, um, um, how do you feel about forgiveness and moving on? Mm. I, I am very forgiving. I forgive everything, yeah. every, even till this day, because, I mean, that's how you grow. When you are able to forgive people and come, you know, to people from a place of compassion. And it's not easy. It's hard. Because I'm from left right. I'll be ready to fight, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. Put them up. Exactly, Rod. You know? So I just, I, when things happen, and I'm so proud of myself. Like I say, it's it's tremendously, um, well, I'm not going to say hard. I'm not, that's not being positive. It's getting, I'm getting better and better at it. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, when I can actually notice and talk to myself and say, you know, I could have slapped her. But no, I talked to her and I didn't make it about me. You know what I mean? I, if that yeah. was about her. Yeah. I think, you know, wisdom, but, comes with wisdom maturity and, and right. 
that's great, but ain't nothing like a good slap sometimes. <laughs> Look, well, I'm too old to be slapping, folks. Yeah, I'm only playing. No. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's what it's I funny, tried I had to tell my daughter that the other day because she's like, I want to fight somebody. And I said, well, what is that going to do? Right. Exactly. It's going to make you feel better, she said. Mm -mm. Well, it doesn't make you feel better. Be hurting. Exactly. Let me, let me ask you a question, Tracy. Yes. What do you feel about traditional therapy as opposed to, you know, going through the self-healing process that you did? How do you feel about that? Is that something you would recommend to people? I think um, traditional, I mean, as far as going to like a therapist and taking meds and all that. I don't know if meds, just, you know. Not meds, just a therapy. Out and telling a story to a stranger and looking it through, right? Because it sounds to me like you went through a self-healing process mm -hmm. with, you know, women mm -hmm. that could relate to what you were going through and help you process mm -hmm. it. And now you are on this journey of healing which within yourself. And you're sharing that with the world, right? And there are some yes. people that go through childhood trauma and they will dial the therapy hotline and, you know, get a therapist and maybe sit on the couch a couple of days right. a week to try to work through the problems. And I just was curious about where your thought process is with that. Like, do you think that there's a point where you would ever want to go to therapy? Or do you think that where you are and how you're handling things in your life is enough and that you know, you have within you the things that you need to get to that place of, you know, bliss and healing to a point where you're just, you know, living your best life. I think it's, I think it's never really enough. I think, I mean, it's always going to be a part of your process because that makes you better and better and better. And I think that it's a personal choice. Like, you know, it's, it's what, whatever works for you, works for you. Like this okay. work, this is, th that works for me. And then actually now I'm more going, you know, I'm back in, in reading my scriptures. I'm back listening to, you know, the word, like how I was taught. So I think it's a part of the process, like where you're at. Like I needed that then. That was strong for me then. That's what I needed to get better. And then, you know, now I'm at this place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so yeah, definitely. Where do you look, where do you hope that the Princess Empowerment Foundation come, you know, grows to? Like what's your big big vision for it. Yeah. My vision for Princess Empowerment is that we will be able to keep going as we're going. I want to get bigger, like, you know, I want I want to travel. I want to go to other rural areas. There's a lot of areas here down south that, you know, I know those little girls. In fact, that's one of the workshops that I'll be doing soon in the summertime. We're going to go to um, my mother's hometown and um, do a workshop there. So I just wanted to grow really big. I want to be able to do scholarships. I want to be able to help with homelessness, just everything. I wanted to, you know, just yeah. be, I mean, I can't even put a, put a nail on the head, but I just wanted to be just big, amazing, worldwide, everywhere. And it Africa. will. And it will. And it will. It definitely it will. Yeah. Like I said, you just caught, you just caught this um, company's ear and it just only heard you for three minutes. Right. So, so you're definitely going, you're moving forward into a more positive direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell the people where they can find you and how they can, because I know you're doing it virtually now because of COVID. So 
If somebody no, we're back to- in person, actually. Oh, back. So you're not doing it virtual anymore? Nope, so no, we're no back virtual. in person. Okay. And- and we also got a new spot. I want to give a shout out to Miss Nichols at St. John's Preparatory School because she's the um, my director that let me actually work with the girls. So thank you, Miss Nichols. I love you. And also thank you to um, Pastor Jamie Graham who let me use the church um, on Saturdays. You know, I went to him in the office, and I, you know, this is when I was like, ah, you know. Not I wasn't nervous or scared or anything. I just believed God for it, actually. Let me be honest. And I went up there and I sat down and I asked him, but I didn't think he was going to tell me yes. I, thought it was, I really thought he was going to tell me no, but he told me yes, that I can come on Saturdays from 9 to 12. Didn't charge me a dime. Didn't wow. bother me. Nice. I would send him that's stuff, amazing. You know, yeah, that, that's how you know this is divine. Like, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? So, but now I, we have our um a, a new spot. And thank you, shouts out to 1013 Duke Avenue, the co-op. Thank you, Mr. Darian McLeod. We appreciate you. Tracy, so where are you down south? I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, okay. Yeah. So y'all got to come see me. I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. And um, we do have Absolutely. a website. It's www.princessempowerment.com. Okay. And I am on Facebook. I am on TikTok. I am on Instagram. And if you hit me up on Messenger, I don't mind giving you my, my phone number. I can't give it out on here. Absolutely. <laughs> but Tracy, we asked all our saying, guests. I'm saying. We asked all our guests at the end of the you know of uh, of the show. Um, what is your personal affirmation that enlightens, empowers, encourages, or entertains? Let's see. My favorite favorite affirmation is: Great things are supposed. To happen to me. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love it. But Tracy, you you. have been a blessing to us here, and I'm sure some of our viewers, and we thank you for coming on our show. Absolutely. You know, we love you. I love love you. We are Frag family for life. So you already know that. Yeah. Family to the show. So if you got some other projects you got going on, let us know and we can bring you on and we can talk about it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Stick around for another couple minutes so I can get you this information. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Don't don't leave. Just stay in the back, okay? Stay in the back. Don't leave us. Stay in the back. Don't leave. That was great. That was great. That was great. I love that. You know, and I love what she's doing um, with the little girls. Yeah, it's an amazing story of taking something that was very traumatic in your life and using that and to turn it around to allow it to yeah. bless someone else. Like, you know, yeah, and a lot, a lot. Some people will just sit in their trauma forever and use it as an excuse to not be great. Not do, yeah, exactly. The exact opposite, right? And and using mm-hmm. this platform to share her story, I'm very humbled that she thought enough of it that we were able to share this story for her. And I'm just hoping and blessing her with um, just, this This is just the beginning of a catapulting of something really fantastic in her life and what she's doing. So a thank you to my, my childhood friend, Tracy Oakley. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but as you thank probably you. know, we have to wrap it up. We are at the end of our 
um, almost at the end of our hour. But I want to give some quick shout outs to Blue Rain Radio, iHeart Radio, to all of our listeners and our viewers. Thank you for rocking with us. And make sure you guys get on that www.theteamremy.com and book theteamremy.com. We're going to be in Cabo in September. We hope to see you there. But as you know, at the end of every show, we give a quote. And this is the quote that we have. Trauma creates change you don't choose. Healing is about creating change you do choose. Hey. 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 Guys, thank you. We'll see you next Sunday. Yes, we will. All right. Baby, we out. Hey.